let this same be presently performed, even while men's minds are wild, thus more mischance on plots and errors happen. This is still Maris, still traveling the wasteland, still looking for settlements, reaching out to anyone in need of a good book. Anyone out here need a book? As much as I love spending time with Hamlet, he is not the best road trip companion. This is Maris, calling out to any towns, settlements, tin shacks in the rubble who need a book. Okay, I'm gonna cut off the radio. Okay, I lied. It occurred to me that maybe someone is picking up on these and they just can't respond, and that's fine. If you're near whatever's left of Virginia, the valley area, I'm the one in the dirty provost with a greenhouse built into the back. I got books, I got stories, I got something for your sun sickness. I'm gonna stop in like two seconds to let the solar cells charge. Like I said earlier, Hamlet isn't the most comforting travel companion for a long road trip. Oh, don't get me wrong, he's terribly romantic, but that this too, too sullied flesh would melt, thaw, and resolve itself to do, or that the everlasting had not fixed his cannon against self-slaughter. <laughs> Can you imagine? And yes, if he were really mourning his father's death, it would be sad, but his pity is misery. It's all for him. It's all about him. My mom married my uncle, and my dad is dead also. Just for kicks, I've been cheated out of my inheritance. <laughs> the throne. <laughs> He's mourning himself, and would actually rather die than continue living in a world where poor Prince Hamlet can't be king. Would totally listen to MCR. Okay, it's past noon. I need to charge.
Perfect. The navigator. North? North. Um, I'm Ezra, by the way. Maris. I know. I've been hearing you for a week on my radio. I knew it! What's with the books? I'm a librarian. I thought librarians freed children from, like, aggro camps and stuff. Um, no. Although you could say that I liberate people from the prisons of illiteracy. I... I, uh... I give people knowledge. Give people books, advice, teach them to read, basic gardening. Occasionally pick up hitchhikers like you. In the glass house on the back of your solar. That's my greenhouse! My, my green, is it this exit, or? No, just follow what's left of this road, and you'll see a sign for help. Got it. What the heck? Let go of the steering wheel. The guidance system isn't what she used to be, but she can go in a straight line. stories do you think of when you think of home? <laughs> uh, you, uh, you are by far the craziest lady I've ever met. Probably, but you didn't answer my question. What kind of stories remind you of home? Fairy tales? Uh, I mean, that's what my mom always liked. I used to read them to her before. said there were no heroes in this world. Only people living their best stories. I like that. It was nice. What's that now? It was nice hearing you on the radio. Like I had someone with me while walking. I, I thought you had someone else with you. Huh? Hamlet. Did you leave him somewhere because he was complaining too much? <laughs> no, 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 no. Hamlet's, Hamlet's a character. He's from a Shakespearean play. I was reading a book, hon. Oh. Oh, no, don't feel bad. I, I'm the weirdo who talks about book characters like they're actually my friends. Usually I read while I drive since the auto does most of the work anyway. Hmm. Stop me if you've heard of this one. There was once a fisherman who lived with his wife in a pigsty close to the seaside. The fisherman used to go out all day long fishing, and one day, as he sat by the shore with his rod, looking over the sparkling waves and watching his line, all of a sudden his float was dragged way deep into the water. When he reeled in his line, he pulled out a golden fish, but the fish said, Pray, let me live. I'm not a real fish. I am an enchanted prince. Put me in the water again and let me go. His heart went out to the poor creature, and he did so. When the fisherman went home to his wife in the pigsty, he told her how he had caught the golden fish, how he had told him it was an enchanted prince, and how, on hearing it speak, he had let it go again. 
Did you not ask it for anything? Said the wife. We live very wretchedly here in this nasty, dirty pigsty. Do go back and tell the fish that we want a snug little cottage. The fisherman did not much like the business. However, we went back to the seashore and when he got back there, the water looked all yellow and green. He stood at the water's edge and say, O oh man of the sea, hearken to me. My wife Isabel will have her own will and hath sent me to beg a gift of thee. Then the fish came swimming to him and said, Well, what is her will? What does your wife want? Ah, said the fisherman. She says that when I caught you, I ought to have asked for something before I let you go. She does not like living any longer in the pigsty and wants a snug little cottage. Go home then, says the fish. She is in the cottage already. So the man went home and saw his wife was standing at the door of a nice trim little cottage. Come in, come in, said she. Is this not so much better than that filthy pigsty that we had? There's a parlor, a bedroom, a kitchen, even behind there a little garden planted with all sorts of fruits and vegetables. There was a courtyard behind, full of ducks and chickens. Ah, said the fisherman, how happily we will live here now. We will try to do so, at least, said his wife. Everything went right for a week or two, and then the dame Isabel said, Husband, there's clearly not enough room for both of us in this cottage. The courtyard and the garden are a great deal too small. I should like to live in a large stone castle. Go to the fish again and tell him to give us a castle. Oof, pothole. I do not like to go to him again, for perhaps he will be angry. We ought to be living easy in this pretty cottage. Nonsense, said the wife. He will do it very willingly, I know. Go and try. Do I follow that sign? Oh, y yeah. Okay. And follow this path? Yeah, yeah, you'll you'll see it when we get close. Alright. The fisherman went, but his heart was very heavy. And when he came to the sea it looked blue and gloomy, though it was very calm. He went close to the edge of the waves and summoned the golden fish again. Well what does she want now? said the fish. Ah, uh, <laughs> said the man, very dolefully. My wife wants to live in a stone castle. Go home then, said the fish. She is standing at the gate of it already. So away went the fisherman and found his wife standing before the gate of a great castle. See, said she, is this not grand? With that they went into the castle together and found a great many servants there. And the rooms all richly furnished and full of golden chairs and tables. Behind the castle was a garden and around it was a park half a mile long full of sheep and goats, hares and deer and in the courtyard were stables and a cow house. Well, said the man, now we will live cheerfully and happily in this beautiful castle for the rest of our lives. Perhaps we may, said the wife, but let us sleep upon it before we make up our minds on that. So they went to bed. The next morning when Dame Isabella woke, it was broad daylight, and she jogged the fisherman with her elbow awake and said, get up, husband, and bestir yourself. 
We must be king of all the land. Wife, wife, said the man. Why should we wish to be king? I will not be king. Then I will, she said. But wife, said the fisherman, how can you be king? How can the fish make you king? Husband, she said, say no more about it, but go and try. I will it, I want it, and I will be king. So the man went away quite sorrowful to think that his wife should want to be king. This time the sea looked quite dark gray in color and was overspread with curling waves and the ridges of foam as he cried out to the golden prince of the sea. Well, what would she have now? said the fish. Alas, said the poor man, my wife wants to be king. Go home, said the fish. She's king already. Then the fisherman went home. And as he came close to the palace, he saw a troop of soldiers and he heard the sound of drums and trumpets. When he went in, he saw his wife was sitting on a throne of gold and diamonds with a crowd of gold. Ugh. When he went home, he saw his wife was sitting on a throne of gold and diamonds with a golden crown upon her head. And on each side of her stood six fair maidens, each a head taller than the other. Well, wife, said the fisherman, are you king? Yes, she said. I am king. And when he looked at her for a long time, he said, Oh, wife, well, what a fine thing it is to be king. Now we shall never have to wish for anything else as long as we live. I don't know how that may be, she said. Never is a long time. I am king, it is true, but I begin to get tired of that. I think I might want to be emperor. <laughs> wife, how could you be emperor? Haven't you had enough? Husband, she sharply silenced him. Go to the fish. I say I will be emperor and so I shall. Oh, wife, replied the husband. The fish could not make an emperor, I am sure. And I should not like to ask him for another thing. I am king, said Isabel. You have a chance to be such, but you are little more than my slave now. So go at once. So the fisherman was forced to go. He muttered as he went along, this will come of no good, it is too much to ask. The fish will be tired at last and then we will be sorry for what we've done. He soon came to the seashore, wringing his hands with worry and the water was quite black and moody. A mighty whirlwind blew over the waves and rolled them about, but he went near as he could to the water's brink and said, "O oh man of the sea, hearken to me. My wife Isabel will have her own will and hath sent me to beg a gift of thee. What will she have now? said the fish. Uh, said the fisherman. She wants to be emperor. Go home, said the fish. She's emperor already. So he went home again and as he came near, he saw that his wife Isabel was sitting on a very lofty throne made of solid gold with a great crown on her head, full to two yards high, and on each side of her stood guards and attendants in a row, each one smaller than the other, from the tallest giant down to the littlest dwarf, no bigger than his finger. Before her stood princes, dukes, and earls. Before her husband could utter a word, Emperor Isabel said, Husband, why should we stop at being emperor? I will be pope next. Oh, wife, wife! 
cried Pete. How can you be Pope? How can a fish make you Pope? Haven't we enough? Husband, she said coolly, I will be Pope this very day. But, replied the husband, surely a fish cannot make you Pope? What nonsense, said she. If he can make an emperor, he can make a Pope. Go, try him. So the fisherman went. When he came to the shore, the wind was raging and the sea tossed up and down on the boiling waves. The ships were in trouble and rolled fearfully upon the tops of the billows. In the middle of the heavens, there was a little piece of blue sky, but towards the south it was all red, as if a dreadful storm was rising. At the sight of this, the fisherman was dreadfully frightened and he trembled. Still, he went down to the shore and called fearfully to the fish. What does she want now, said the fish. Well, said the fisherman, my wife wants to be Pope. Go home, said the fish, clearly irritated. She's Pope already. Then the fisherman went home and found Isabel sitting on a throne that was two miles high. She had three great crowns upon her head and around her all the pomp and power of the church. Wife, said the fisherman as he looked at all her greatness, are you Pope? Yes, she said, I am Pope. Well, wife, he replied, it is a grand thing to be Pope and now you must be easy as you can be nothing greater. I will think about that, said the wife. And then they went to bed. But Dame Isabel could not sleep all night for thinking of what she could be next. At last, as she was dropping to sleep, morning broke and the sun rose. Ah, thought she as she woke up and looked through the window. After all, I cannot prevent the sun from rising. At this thought, she was very angry and she wakened her husband saying, Husband, go to the fish and tell him that I must be Lord of the sun and moon. The fisherman was half asleep, but the thought frightened him as much as it could, so it startled him and he fell out of bed. Alas, wife, can you just be happy with being Pope? No, said she. I'm very uneasy as long as the sun and the moon rise without my permission. Go to the fish at once. Then the man went shivering with fear. And as he was going down to the shore, a dreadful storm arose, so the trees and the rocks shook. All of heaven had become black and stormy with clouds, and the lightning played, the thunder rolled. You might have seen the sea in great black waves, swelling up like mountains with crowns of white foam on their heads. The fisherman crept towards the sea and cried out as well as he could, O oh, man of the sea, hearken to me. My wife Isabel will have her will and hath sent me to beg a gift of thee. What could she possibly want now, said the fish. Uh, said he, she wants to be lord of the sun and moon. Go home, spat the fish, to your pigsty once again. And there they live to this very day. Is that it? Yeah. Hey, could I borrow that book for a bit? Do you intend to keep it or can I expect it back no, tomorrow? I'll, I'll return it tomorrow. I just wanted to finish. Yeah.
go and write your name in the big book in the back. It's a guest book while I go ahead and park the big leather one over there. Hey, what's your business here? I'm a librarian. I mean you no harm. Okay, Google, call my brother. Calling Zawyer Birdman. Okay, after I tried to call you seven times, I thought of a whole new, like, bit that I could do. <laughs> well, now, like, I'm trying to figure out who has a built-in, uh, recorder. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know how to start off this bit anymore. <laughs> this is it. This is the whole thing. I don't know what I was doing. I thought I could be a podcaster. <laughs> so did I. Like a bully train. Like, I dropped a trailer. <laughs> it's been about two months. <laughs> Alright, so I'm gonna try to close like a podcaster would. <laughs> Alright, professional voice on. <laughs> I was gonna do you said something. <laughs> This podcast, it's called Miris's Wandering Library. It's a solo punk audio drama. Can you believe that? I'm sure. <laughs> the voice of Maris is somehow me, Alsha Brown, and the voice of Ezra was somehow you, Zaya Brown. Yeah, somehow. Somehow we made that happen. Somehow we podcast for sure 12 seconds. <laughs> the voice of, not the voice of Maris, see, messing things up, trying to read, can't read. The story that Maris oh, told. Oh, okay. <laughs> Alright, the story that Maris told, this is important, it's called The Golden Fish, and I abridged it. It was abridged by me, Alsha Brown. The introduction was done by the amazing Kimberly Brooks, who has allowed me to use her music. Go check her out on Bandcamp at Kalebreak. And if you like this episode, please give me a review or like send a tweet to me in Shakespearean soliloquies. I don't know. Or well, if to find her just walking on the street, you don't even have to walk up to her. Just, just give her a nod. Just She'll a nod. It a single nod. I might be a little confused sure at first, but I don't remember. Nod, otherwise, she'll know if the code word or someone's trying to 
<laughs> oh, if you want to tweet at me, um, my Twitter is Alsha underscore Brown, or I made a Twitter for this podcast so it actually becomes a thing at It's Maris Pod. There we go. I'm a professional now. <laughs> All right. End scene. <laughs> This is such a mess. I don't know how I'm going to edit it down to something usable. <laughs> no, no. Don't edit it down. This is like not even what we're doing right now. Don't edit it down. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing, it worked. That's what I five minutes What if my podcast becomes a thing where people don't even come for, like, the story? They just come for these really chaotic end scenes. <laughs> Hey, hey, you gotta build that fan base somehow. Somehow. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna stop goofing off because I got things to do. <laughs> thanks, Sire. Make sure this thing recorded. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, thanks. Alright, bye.